Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Get Off That Ship. Frank took in the sea air. He was certainly on the adventure of a lifetime. Thanks to a gift from his uncle, the young man was enjoying an overnight voyage back home, and his uncle made sure that his nephew traveled in style. Frank soaked in every minute. He enjoyed watching people ascend and descend the levels of the ship, the elegant meals and choices of food, and the company of travelers who surrounded him. Frank documented this experience with his camera, his faithful companion for over a decade. Frank took pictures throughout the ship, thinking excitedly how much his uncle would enjoy seeing these photos. Frank made sure to take a picture of his cabin, the amazing gym, and the crew. He captured memorable moments of fellow passengers on the ship deck who, like him, were embarking on an adventure of a lifetime. During the trip, Frank befriended a family who enjoyed his company so much they offered to buy him a ticket for the next leg of the ship's voyage. They would even ensure that Frank had passage back home. Frank was ecstatic and humbled by the offer. There was, however, one obstacle. He would need to get permission from his boss. Frank knew it was a long shot, but he was not going to let such an opportunity slip by without effort. He sent a message to his boss asking permission to extend his travels. He knew it was unlikely that his boss would agree to his prolonged absence. However, there was always a chance. Perhaps his boss would recognize that Frank was on the adventure of a lifetime and acquiesce. Reality set in when he received the curt response. Get off that ship. Disappointed, Frank broke the news to his companions that he would not be able to accept their generous offer. He would have to disembark when the ship arrived at his home. Frank got off the ship with mixed feelings. 
He was grateful to have the two-day experience, and he knew that he was right in obeying his boss. Yet, he could not help thinking what things would be in store for him if he had remained on the ship. Back on dry land, Frank took one last picture of the amazing ship. The 80 pictures that Frank took during his voyage would soon be in high demand. His photos made the front page of newspapers around the world. Kodak gave Frank free film for life, which allowed Frank to continue his passion for photography, even with his vow of poverty as a Jesuit. When Frank had gone on a tour of Europe in 1897, his uncle, Bishop Robert Brown, gave him the gift of a camera that introduced Frank to his lifetime passion for photography. Over a decade later, this same uncle gave his nephew the trip of a lifetime from England to Frank's home country of Ireland. As a seminarian, Frank could not extend his journey on the sea without the permission of his superior, the Jesuit Provincial. The Provincial's denial of Frank's request likely saved his life and provided the world the only visual record of life on the ship that the future Father Francis Brown boarded on April 10th, 1912. In Southampton, England, a massive ship on its maiden and only voyage, the RMS Titanic. And for this week, that's the word. Ever since about sixth grade, I've had a fascination with the history of the Titanic. We had a sixth grade trip to Memphis, Tennessee. I was living in Columbus, Mississippi at the time. And there is in Memphis, the pyramid, a building that is shaped like a pyramid. And they have a lot of different exhibits. And at the time, they had an exhibit on the Titanic. So as a sixth grader, that is my first memory of the Titanic. And ever since then, I've always just enjoyed learning more and more about the history of that ship. Fun fact, the Memphis Pyramid is the third largest pyramid in the world. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. Let's see. After, I presume, pyramids in Egypt, right? Maybe third modern. Third third largest modern (laughs) pyramid. (laughs) Where does it rank in terms of pyramids in general? Seventh. Or sorry, eighth. Eighth in terms of pyramids in general. (laughs) I'm sure a bunch of Egyptians right now are just like 
scoffing at John Peter for saying that Memphis, Tennessee has the third largest pyramid. Eighth isn't bad, though. It is an impressive building. (laughs) Father Frank Bound is a very interesting character. He is a prolific photographer. Funny thing is, I didn't even think about this when we were researching this story, but how does a man who has taken a vow of poverty afford film in the early 1900s? Well, as we mentioned in the story, Kodak gave him film for life after his pictures of the Titanic appeared in newspapers. He was able then to take pictures, several rolls of pictures, actually, several rolls of film he'd go through every week and really hone his skill. And one of the sources we were reading noted that while the film was free, the printing wasn't. So a lot of his images stayed as negatives, but he would still go out and take pictures, even though he wouldn't actually end up printing most of them. You know, not only the question of how could somebody with a vow of poverty take pictures back then, but the pictures that we have from the Titanic taken by Father Francis Brown at the time of seminarian. I've, I've seen these pictures before, and I guess I never thought how we had these pictures. And the fact that the Titanic did make a stop in Ireland before it sailed across the Atlantic. And so there could be somebody like Francis Brown, Frank Brown, who was on the Titanic for the first leg and got off and was never put in danger when the Titanic hit the iceberg on that cold night. Now it's trivia time. Dun, 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 dun. Last story's trivia question was, what surprising friend did Chuck Colson make after his conversion, which landed him on 60 Minutes? And frankly, I did not know the answer to this trivia question. And so the answer is... Senator Harold Hughes, a Democrat and outspoken opponent of the Nixon administration. Hughes was a devout Christian, and after Colson's conversion, mutual friends brought them together. The two would meet as part of a larger prayer fellowship every week. This story's trivia question is, What does the RMS in RMS Titanic stand for? That question again. What does the RMS in RMS Titanic stand for? And Father James does know the answer to this question, but we want to know if you do. If you think you know the answer, email us or contact us on social media and let us know. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story Get off that ship at thunderrock.org, where you can see some of Father Brown's pictures. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.